There are no perfect people. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on today in James chapter 3. We're starting in verses 1 and 2. It's a small section, but James makes some excellent points that I don't want to uh, bypass too quickly. Uh, simply by overlooking them um, in a wider section of Scripture. And so I really want to break this section down very carefully so we can maximize um, what we glean from it and uh, maximize uh, the points of application that we really can uh, effectively apply to our own lives. And um, we're moving into a section that is subtitled, Taming the Tongue. And um, I think it's so important that we spend uh, adequate time in this section and that we go slow, uh, really because we want to get the most out of it that we can as the Spirit walks us through this passage and points things out to our hearts along the way. Um, And so uh, as we get into this teaching, uh, let's prepare our hearts by going before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for a new day. Uh, The promise of a new day, Lord God, is a reminder daily of your renewing mercies. Um, The Bible teaches us that uh, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Your mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Uh, As the refrain of that popular praise song goes, um, built on scripture that talks about Uh, your mercies being new every morning and that your faithfulness is so great. And we give you thanks for for that, Lord God. Um, Father, we want to come into this moment uh, expressing that we're hungry to hear from heaven. Um, We want to uh, have open ears, open hearts, open eyes, that we might receive from you uh, the maximum benefit uh, of the teaching of your word. So speak into our hearts, Lord God, this day. We come open and ready, and we ask that your Spirit would uh, teach us. And we lift this time into your care, Lord God, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is uh, James chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Um, Let's start with verse 1 and the content there. Uh, James issues a warning. Um, Sometimes people admire their pastors or popular Christian teachers or people that do seem to take center stage in the worship setting more often perhaps than others do. And um, those pastors and teachers and preachers and worship leaders uh, are held to an incredibly high standard. And James warns that uh, you should not covet their role within the body of Christ because um, they are judged by a much stricter standard. Um, He says not many of you should become teachers uh, because you know that we who teach are judged more strictly. Um, There's a lot at stake, and um, I am personally aware uh, of the risks and the consequences of 
failing to rightly execute that duty and failing to rightly um, protect one's heart. And so um, I've lived through uh, what that failure looks like and the damage and the consequences that come uh, from not rightly executing and protecting uh, one's spiritual office. And uh, it is true, in fact, that those who teach are judged more strictly. Uh, the stakes are very high, and there's very little margin for error. Uh, although, in the grand scheme of things, obviously, in the economy of God's grace and mercy, uh, He's forgiving. Uh, he can put us back together and set us back on solid ground. Uh, but from an institutional perspective, or a denominational perspective, um, those standards are very high, and for a good reason. Um, and so don't covet what you don't understand <laughs> is also kind of behind the message of this verse. James is saying, uh, it looks fun, it looks exciting, it seems like it would be an interesting job, uh, but if you're not called to it, uh, don't desire uh, to be in that role. Uh, because the standard is very high. And then as we move into verse 2, James says, we all stumble in many ways, and he's right. Um, there are no perfect people. There are no perfect Christians. There are no perfect pastors, no perfect worship leaders, um, no perfect denominational leaders. There are no perfect people in the church. <laughs> Uh, Jesus alone is the perfect Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and we are the sinners whom that applies to. And we all stumble in many ways. Uh, for some of us, uh, we stumble with food, or we stumble with our money, or we stumble in relationships, or we stumble with our words. And the stumbling that James uh, focuses on here is particularly in this area of the words that we speak. Uh, earlier, as we were getting into James's letter, we were talking about the importance of words and how vitally important it is that we think before we speak. Uh, that's why he says earlier in this uh, letter, be slow to speak, uh, quick to listen, slow to speak. And there's something very wise about that. Um, we live in a culture where people are popping off the first thing that they think in response to the things going around, and they're not very thoughtful, and they're not very constructive, and the conversation and the dialogue that we're having culturally is not a productive thing because we don't value the importance of our words. We don't value the weight of our words. We don't value the impact of our words uh, rightly as we should. Um, James says, anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Now, I don't know too many people that have never stumbled with their words, have never spoken before they thought, have never stuck their foot in their mouth, uh, as the expression goes. Um, we make mistakes. Sometimes we speak in anger. Sometimes we speak in fear. Sometimes we speak 
because we're trying to hurt someone. They've hurt us, and we're weaponizing our words to get them back. We want them to feel the sting of the pain they've caused us. And uh, there's all kinds of motivations for the words that we speak, and James is warning us to be uh, mindful of the fact that there are no perfect people. And uh, if you think that you've never stumbled in your words, you ought to think again. There's probably someone out there who has a different opinion about that. (laughs) Um, And it's just a reminder that we're not perfect. And if we're not perfect, then we need to lean into the perfect one. We need to trust the perfect one. We need to allow the perfect one to live in us and through us, to speak through our words so that we're more careful about what we say and that what comes out of us more and more as we draw close to Jesus is his life within us. That really is the goal of the journey of faith. The more and more that the Spirit of God takes residence in our heart, the less and less Uh, We're speaking and acting out of the flesh. All right, my friends. Well, I'm challenged by this teaching today, and I hope that you are too. Um, I'm not always careful with my words, and I suspect that you aren't either. I'm convicted by this today, and I recognize I do stumble in many ways. I have clay feet, and you do too. And we need some time at the feet of Jesus to be reminded of how good our perfect Uh, Savior is. And uh, let's lean into him a little more today. All right, my friends, God bless you. Thanks for taking time out of your day to study. And I pray these words would continue to resonate in your hearts as you consider them today. God bless.